Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's another edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazaway alongside Clarence Black. We're live in the Warren RV Storage Studios here in Farmington. They're over at 6900 East 14 Mile Road in Warren. 586-977-2770. One of the largest RV and commercial vehicle storage facilities in the area. They've got a 1,000 storage sites for you. And uh, we're going to uh, maybe watch uh, the World Series there. What do you think? We'll sit outside in one of those big RVs and yeah, man, put a campfire man. out there and watch Hell the World yeah. Series. I'm in. You in? Yeah. I like that. It's cool, Let's right? Do that. Yeah. You know who we'll do it to? I bet you... Our main man, I bet you Lynn Henning would hop in an RV with us and uh, talk some baseball. Lynn Henning, live on the screen. I haven't seen you in years, Mr. H. You look the same. That is always welcome news, Maz, because uh, I'm not getting any younger, but uh, now life's good. That's great to see you. It's great to have you on, and you sound great. And uh, you know what? Tonight is, uh, well, the time people hear our, our podcast it'll be over but it is the presidential debate tonight so i am yeah. gonna get a i am gonna get a little little something in there with you before but i gotta tell you you're hitting it on the head again with covid did you hear about the tennessee titans and the now covid uh diagnosis yeah i did man and uh, that's tough news because the nfl's been doing a good job really mlb did a great job they did got to uh pat them on the back uh, excessively because I didn't think this season was going to be able to be completed. Now, you can say 58 games as the Tigers and Cardinals played uh, is proof that they had some hang-ups here, but it wasn't as many as we feared. And early on when things looked really precarious, uh, I did not believe they were <laughs> going to go as well as they did through September. Now I hope they can get through this playoff season because it is important. To, it is. How about the two teams that started? The two teams that had COVID in the beginning, the Marlins and the Cardinals, both in the playoffs and both with a shot to win. Well, of course, everybody's in the playoffs. Yes. Well, that's okay. 16. It's hockey. 16 teams. No, no, you're right, though. And, and again, uh, I I think it underscores uh, for me what I thought all along was going to be a screwy calendar. Uh, I, I didn't know how much you could really trust the integrity of 58 or 60 games, and I still don't, uh, Maz. But I, I think the important thing is people have really enjoyed seeing some baseball. They've yeah. enjoyed playing baseball. It, it's It's been healthy. In a year when we've needed some kind of diversion, some kind of focus other than the usual difficult, dismal news each day, baseball mm-hmm. has been powerfully helpful there. Lynn Henning, uh, Detroit News icon, now in Atlanta. How about those Braves? Do the Braves have a chance to be upset here? That's the that's the rumors going around that the Braves against the Reds could be the upset. Now they're four and a half hours away from me. I'm down on uh, coastal Georgia, man. Okay. down close to the Florida border. But that all uh, means Atlanta to me. Well, it it, it is <laughs> yeah, right. It's the Braves country for sure. And uh, they they've got an interesting team. Uh, you know, I think you can make the case for uh, a, a couple of those kinds of clubs right now you could look at cleveland maybe yeah uh, and think that they could upset some people you can look at the braves they have such a nice lineup uh there's going to be some interesting baseball played here i'm uh, kind of impressed uh frankly with uh, the degree of um, playoff worthy teams that you do in fact see in this thing and uh, whether it's the yankees or, or whether it's the indians or over on the National League side, 
you you've got uh, some again the Braves could could do something. The uh, Dodgers, the I mean, are the best, right? The Dodgers, of course, are everybody's favorite, and they should be. And and really, in the American League, I think Tampa Bay does in fact measure up uh, across the board, probably about as solidly as everybody as anybody does. So they could win their way into that World Series uh, for sure. But um, the important thing is, again, we're seeing some baseball. We're seeing baseball that's entertaining, that's meaningful. And I don't know how many of us really thought, uh, realistically, approaching October, that would be the case. Go ahead, Clarence. So, you know, I'm curious your thoughts on the Astros and not just the fact that they're in the playoffs, but, you know, given the, the kind of year that they've had, it, I mean, it wasn't. It they're they're it one of the weaker the, teams, supposedly. But it wasn't the it, it, we didn't see we didn't see the drama. I think we thought we might see from the players once there was no fans. Are you shocked that you know they were able to squeeze in there at six? And do you think they've got a shot against the Twins? The Astros are hurting on the pitching side, and yeah. um, particularly when Verlander went out. I don't think they're going very far at all. Uh, the, the Twins uh, have got one of these years to prove they can play in the playoffs. And um, we'll, we'll wait and believe it when we see it. Now They don't have to play certain- the Yankees until the right. ALCS. That's a good thing for them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think uh, that you know, certainly the Twins have got anybody. You, know, you can make the case for virtually anybody from these 16 teams. Uh, there, there's a lot of evenness here. And uh, that's probably good for competition. It's, it's good for baseball overall. Uh, we don't see, uh, outside of the Dodgers, uh, a team that uh, really um, is what you might call a prohibitive favorite. Uh, but um, I'm going to enjoy it, the same as everybody else is. I, I really I got MLB extra innings down here. I could finally <laughs> see the Tigers play um, because you can't get FST. And, and I really did. Uh, get immense uh, gratification out of watching baseball that that at least had an entertainment component to it that meant something. Uh, I, I like watching individual skills, even if I'm not particularly intrigued by the game or the matchup. And uh, I had a lot of fun watching the Tigers. But uh, in that same vein, Maz and Clarence, uh, I, I will look forward to these playoffs. Mr. H, we saw the the Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup yesterday and, and after their coach was talking about how, hey, asterisk, you know, my you-know-what, this thing was hard. It was probably harder without the fans and everything they sacrificed. Yeah. Will your World Series champion have a Lynn Henning asterisk, uh, whether that be a good or a bad one? No. Uh, I think, uh, hey, 60 games plus playoffs are what, what the, the parameters were. So uh, we'll go into that and uh, expect a team will uh, emerge that uh, will be pretty darn good and can claim uh, a championship. My big uh, grievance, I suppose, has been with the draft order for next year. Correct. Yeah. And I don't think you come away with any sense of integrity on a draft order from 58 or 60 games uh, or, or when you have seven inning games as part of that equation. Uh, when you have uh, runners at second base and extra innings, I think you get something pretty weird. And I thought that going in, and I still believe that. Uh, but Rob Manfred, in a way to validate and sanction his regular season calendar in the playoffs, is going to stick with that draft work. 
and uh, that puts the Tigers at third uh, overall right. next uh, year, uh, going into what's going to be a July draft, not a June. They're moving it. And um, I don't think that really hurts Detroit at all. Uh, now, if you go with the last 162 games of the last two years, which would be a better indicator of real draft order. They pick first or second anyway. They would pick first, yeah. yeah. They would pick first. Well, the Pirates are pretty bad. They're going to pick first. But the, the what bothers me is yeah. the Red Sox are going to get a high pick. That that bothers me. Well, it's ridiculous. The, the, the Red Sox, I, I, I think Mitch McConnell must uh, run the yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. Because uh, they get away with everything. They fired their manager. They're going to bring back Cora yeah. probably. They didn't get hit really hard. Uh, no. With the uh, sign stealing. No. They're going to end up with a fourth overall pick. Two years Sick after thing. they won the World Series, yeah. um, and and uh, then you've got uh, the Astro, or rather the uh, Nationals, who I think yeah, it, World it, Series. It is. Your seventh. So you've got your last two uh, World Champions uh, picking very early in the draft, which again is a product of how nonsensical was this this 2020 cobbled together schedule. Uh, I think Manfred would do everybody a favor if he really reshuffled that deck because uh, it's not going to be anything that you can base any real integrity on on next July. Lynn Henning joins us uh, from the Detroit News, uh, icon from the Detroit News. I know he's retired, but we still love him. We still read him. And uh, it's very uh, active on Twitter if you want to read his stuff. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the playoffs setup. Back in the day, there was an American League champion. There was a National League champion. They played in the World Series. Then they got into divisions, you know, the ALCS and the NLCS. Then they added the ALDS and the NLDS, the division series. Now they're adding the extra wild card game. Now they're adding the extra teams because of the way this season came about. What do you see going forward? Because you know there's going to be extra playoff teams from now on. That's just a fact. Once you cross that line, yep. uh, you don't retreat. And uh, they're going to say, gee, this worked out pretty well. A yep. lot of people had fun. We had all kinds of viewership. Uh, it made for an interesting finish. And so they're not going to uh, back away from this, Maz and Clarence. And you know it, I know it. Uh, and I'm not sure really maybe they should. Uh, uh, I'm all for people having fun. And, Me too. Uh, playoff yeah. baseball is just a lot of fun. It is. I'll tell you, I, I, when the Tigers were on that eight-year swing there where they, oh. they went six times, I'll tell you what I loved most about it. You didn't know where you were going the next day. And that was always a kick. Where am I going to be tomorrow? Am I going to be in <laughs> San Francisco? Am I going to be in New York? Am I be in, you, you didn't know. I mean, literally, I'll never forget. It was, uh, I think, 2012 or 2013, and I was out in San Francisco. After the Tigers had won Game Seven, Verlander had done it again in, in the uh, in the division series, and now we go to the ALCS. But not sure where you're going to go for the ALCS. I sat there in the bar at San Francisco, <laughs> watching the Orioles and Yankees, not knowing until that last pitch where I was going to be headed afterward. Well, the Yankees won, so I went out into the lobby. I called the travel agency. I got on a flight from San Francisco to New York and got on the 9 o'clock flight, got into New York about 3, got to the hotel at 4 or 5, and um, 
slept till 11:30, and then went to the game for that night game. Remember that one where uh, where the, where Valverde blew the big ninth inning? Oh, and, there's plenty of those. Was that game one? It was game one. Yeah, right? it was. the Tigers won it in the 12th. Yeah. What um, when um, um, the brother of what was it? One of the anyway, Up, doesn't matter. Upton. Was it? It Upton? was up. Yeah, it was. It was Upton who hit the uh, double uh, that uh, Swisher was paralyzed by. So anyway, um, I, but that was the kind of freakishness that you dealt with back then, and it was really, really fun. I, I just, I, I love the suspense. I love the electricity. Uh, I'll never forget those first two games uh, at Comerica Park in 06 when they came back to, to beat the Yankees there in the in the second game in New York and then finished it off in games uh, three and four in Detroit. And that was the most powerful electricity I think I've ever felt Mm. uh, at a Detroit event. Um, And and it was going to be matched, unfortunately, in 2013 if they just hung on at Boston Uh, and not have the big poppy debacle. Grand slam on a Sunday night. It just, just, uh, to this day, Maz, Yes. when I tell you there's not a day that goes by because it hurts much for Detroit, for yes. Detroit for that moment. We would have been up 2 uh, nothing coming yeah. home. Oh, they, and they had it in the back. You know, that 5 yeah. nothing going into the 8th. I mean, they're yeah. just in masterful baseball. And had they gone up 2-0 against the Red Sox, there is no way right. they were going to win that, that series. How about when they and came they were, home and they had Lester against Verlander in that pitching duel, one one nothing pitching duel at Comerica. That was a, yeah. an amazing game. I got the chills yeah. thinking about it. I, I think, though, that Saturday night when they lost the uh, the, the, the game in the eighth with the big poppy. Yeah, Sunday just, night. Two things. It drained the Tigers, and it, and it took a dead battery of a Red Sox team and, and got its juice back, and that just changed everything. Otherwise, the Tigers were going to win that World Series. Illich would have had its championship, and they were going to uh, be great. And you guarantee it, if they'd gotten through those two innings, that was exactly what would have happened. I'll guarantee they, you. That they were the happened. best. They were the best. What a Mr. great run it was. Mr. H, obviously, season ends. You have to look at all, at everything, look at your team, look at your talent. As we look at the the four major teams, Troy Weaver's you know new guy at the Pistons, Eiserman is is finding his his legs here, you know with the wings, Patricia and Quinn on the hot seat. Where's Alavila at? That's a great question, Clarence. Uh, I think the problem with baseball is this, and it's been said all along. It takes a long time to build a baseball roster, and that's why this rebuild was going to be. Very, very extended. I said that out of fairness. Uh, I said at the outset, I could see back in 15 and 14 and 15, it was going to be a long rebuild. They had so much dead wood, so many contracts. And what I didn't anticipate was they would be running into a market where other teams would be so valuing their young talent and prevent the Tigers from spinning off any older players for prospects. That all changed in 2017, right at a point when the Tigers were trying to rebuild here uh, with uh, really good young parts. So that added even more time to this rebuild. Uh, There's definitely been a bottoming out that occurred last year. They were better this year, and they'll be better perhaps next season. I'm not sure you're going to get much of a real beat on this 
until 2022. And that's when I think they got a shot at being pretty good. By that, I mean being competitive. And being competitive can run the gamut of being close to 500 or even maybe wielding your way into the playoffs. Because they have a lot of arms, they're going to continue to add some important position talent here, especially by 2022. And I don't believe, frankly and candidly, I don't think another GM would have been able to do this any faster. Um, when he can make a trade, when he has a market that cooperates, he can make a trade. People are concerned about trades. That, that's the last thing I'm, I'm worried about with the Tigers. The problem no, had, is... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, the only issue I've had is, are they bringing enough through the front door by way of draft and, and by way of their Latin talent that they're signing, their international talent? And that very much is, is my question. Now, I think, and I said all along, if they have a powerful 2020 draft, they've got a chance to run an inside straight here and end up with a pretty good rebuild. And I think they might have had their best draft since the 70s. I I think there's evidence that is extremely compelling in in saying that this is the best draft they've had since the old Trammell, Whitaker, Morris. Although it was short. It was a short draft. Yeah, even though it was short, they got six players, and I'll be surprised if a majority of those don't make it and end up being pretty good talent. So that is something to work with. Um, Some of the stuff that they've got now is is talent you can work with. A Paredes is going to grow up. I don't know about Willie Castro, um, but I, I certainly can't argue anymore than anybody can with what he did this year. That was impressive. Daz Cameron might have been the most surprising player that I've seen this year because I expected virtually nothing out of him. And even with a month of COVID, that kid hit yeah. is a lot better than I thought he ever could. And, of course, he's terrific in the field. You'll get some surprises, but they're going to need quite a few of them, guys, um, in the next couple of years because you're dealing with a White Sox team that is going to be a mini dynasty at the very least, uh, and, and that's going to be tough, tough uh, fodder for the Tigers to, to surmount. And this, Justin, Cleveland is not bad either. They've got some pretty good arms there, and they own the Tigers, basically. <laughs> right. No, and so, so uh, but Clarence's question is, is everybody's. And I don't think these are lifetime appointments. Uh <laughs> You know, you get a certain amount of time. But in in complete fairness, I thought, A, they needed to hire him when Dave Dombrowski moved on. I thought that was simply uh, uh, fair and and also correct in that Dave Dombrowski had a very good staff. And Al Avila, unlike a lot of GMs, is is a very good scout. So I wasn't concerned about his ability to know personnel. The one thing he has done, too, of course, has gotten the Tigers up to code with analytics. And analytics are more about determining what guys on your current roster or what add-ons you want to make to your current roster. Analytics figure into the draft. I think that's what set up this year's draft. So I, I don't question their capabilities, their proficiencies, uh, but again, you don't get forever. So knowing that this year was a throwaway, knowing next year is going to be probably nothing you can bank on in, in terms of 
really being able to measure a rebuild's progress. Uh, I think by 2022, which seems like a long time from now, but it's only, what, 15 months, uh, I think they're going to be uh, uh, in, in pretty good stead. And at that point, I think you decide, uh, is this your regime or not? And um, that's ample time. That's, that'll be going into, what, year seven or so. And, uh, and that's, that's the time that you've got to, in my estimation, convince this audience that you're onto something or not. What was your take on uh, Miguel Caprera this year? Obviously, he heated up. He had a couple of he had wonderful games. He also was only hitting two forty a week ago. He did bring bring that average up at the end, and he hit. Uh, from what I understand, I talked to Dan Dickerson. We talked to Chris McCoskey. He hit. Mm-hmm. He's been hitting balls very hard. What did you see I was in surprised. Megan? I thought Maz. Uh, he was um, essentially done. And I don't mind uh, repeating exactly what I thought uh, at 37 and with a right knee that I wasn't sure was ever going to restore his power. And then he hit uh, in the span of three at bats over two nights, uh, three balls that went 1,300 and some feet. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and he did. He was swinging really well in, in those last weeks. So maybe he does, in fact, do what. Uh, Mike Illich and others projected you would do all along, and that's kind of take the David Ortiz path and be productive uh, until you're 40. Albert Pujols. Uh, Albert Pujols is, yeah, I mean, at least Albert's playing out his contract, and and, um, the Angels haven't had to say goodbye to him. I I really was fearful that after the Tigers got Cabrera to 3,000 hits and 500 home runs, which for a while was looking a little dicey, uh, that they might just say, hey, thanks, Miguel, but um, you know, we didn't sign this contract. We know Mike Illich did. Uh, we'll eat the money and uh, say very much thank you to you and, and get on with your life. But the way he performed in September makes you uh, at least wonder now if he could uh, get uh, very close to the finish line of this contract because seeing was believing those last few weeks. 134 hits away from 3,000, 13 homers away from 500. Uh, it's a, yeah, regardless, that's a hell of a career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it is. And, and again, you, you know how much he loves to play baseball. You know how much people want this contract to work. Um, and if he can, great. Then it will fulfill, again, Mike Illich's. Uh, visions uh, long ago when he was so generous in wanting to make Miguel Cabrera a permanent fixture in Detroit. So uh, we'll see what uh, transpires. But yeah, that was a, a good, good bounce back. And again, you can't fool yeah. anybody when you're hitting three pitches as far as he hit those over no. two nights. That's awesome. Last thing, uh, who's your World Series? Let's hear it. Who's playing? Who's winning? Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm not going to go too too far out of the That's mainstream. That's fine. No, because I do think the Dodgers are. Yeah. You want to the knock class. them off? You know, and probably this year is nuts as things are. That that makes sense that they would get knocked off. But I'll go with the Dodgers, and I think Tampa Bay is the most balanced team in the American League. Their pitching's a little thin now, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing new blood and seeing Tampa Bay back in it either. I think that would be good for baseball. All right, Mr. H. Thanks a million for hopping on with us. You're looking great on the video, by the way. Keep it coming. Thank you, Ed, and thanks, Clarence. Always enjoy the chat with you guys.
We'll see you again. Lynn Henning, uh, best to him. And stay healthy, of course. Uh, playoffs are go. underway. Playoffs are underway, Clarence. Uh, who are you taking? He's got Dodgers Rays. Who are you taking? Man, I, I, I said this all year, dude. I look at the Dodgers and I can't find the holes. Like, I can't, man. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, even if you get hot, you're going to get hot four out of seven games? Hell no. No. So, I'm going, I'm going Dodgers. I'm going to go Dodgers in six. But I'm going to say that the A's are going to find some magic, man. And this this will be played in Arlington, Texas, by the yeah. way. That's where the yeah. World Series will be played. I'm going to take uh, an upset. I'm going to say the Dodgers aren't going to make it to the end. Ooh, who you got beating the Dodgers? I've got the Padres shocking the world and getting to the World Series okay. for a rematch with the New York Yankees. You realize we could have Dodgers, <laughs> listen, Dodgers, World Series champions, Lakers, NBA champions. Wow. La La Land. No, I don't want that. That's the last thing I want. La La Land. Thanks to everyone that helps us put the show on. David B. behind the scenes with Kelsey, Stevie Mack helping us out as well from home, producing. Uh, thank you, Clarence. You got it, bro. Thanks for coming in. We'll do it again. Yes. A couple days. Yes. Lynn Henning, thank you. Rod Beard, as always. It's Tom Mazaway. Thanks for listening to The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Stay healthy.